Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I said it yesterday and I'll say it again today. I still don't understand how they didn't, how Kenny and Carlin didn't go with all I do is win there when you're talking about TJ Collin because it seems like it fit even better than what they picked. But Kenny and Carlin were talking about the white party. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series 6M Channel 80. Alongside Courtney Cronin, I'm Michael Ralston. Kenny and Carlin as always presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to be joined now by one half of Kenny and Carlin. That is the great Chris Carlin, because here's the thing with Chris Carlin. Yesterday, if you listened to the show, you heard myself, Vanessa Richardson, and his partner in crime, Chris Canty, on the show, and we decided to create something that I'm hoping it lasts 364 days and is successful, and that is Carlin 2024, get him in linens to the white party, because your invitation, Carlin, it was lost in the mail apparently this year, but I want you to have an invitation and show up next year. I, I want this for you. I think I should just show up, period, without the invitation. You could, yeah, gate crash it. I, yeah, no one just, will know. I mean, there's but so I'm, many I'm, people there. I think you'd be able to get yourself in. And I can be quite stealth if I need to be, you know, <laughs> just make it happen. I'm looking forward to this. Canty says he's going to get me the the linen white outfit, and I will be wearing it before the end of the summer on one of these shows. I am very much looking forward to that. I hope he does not shortchange me on this because... I, I let's call it what it is. I'd look fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I hope it happens. I was telling Candy yesterday. I, why not just do a Candy and Carlin white party? Do your own white party. Obviously, I, I thought, Michael Rubin, you don't that. have that money. But I think you guys should do your own white party. Get some, maybe get some listeners involved. Courtney and I will fly out. It'll be a great time. Yeah, I, I don't know who's showing up, but yeah, I'll do it. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to do it in your just, backyard. Might just end up being me and Canty eating a sandwich somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> that might be dangerous in white linen, though. Yeah, well, there's an excellent chance. Like, I, I think I said this yesterday. I, in just incredibly stupid fashion on my first date with my wife, I wore a white button-down shirt, and somehow mm-hmm. we ended up at a restaurant that I... I ordered pasta. Like, what are you thinking? What What are you thinking? <laughs> Somehow I made it out of that uh, without spilling, but I can tell you that I can't remember a single thing that we talked about because my focus the entire time was don't spill, don't spill, don't spill. <laughs> yeah, that was it. This was white linen or was this something else? This was just a white, a white button-down shirt. shirt. Okay. okay. Well, at least a- it isn't linen because linen's overrated. I think that the second you sit down, really? everything's ruined. It's wrinkled. I mean... You want to have a, a date where you're standing up the entire time? Can you imagine, like, you and Cheryl, like, oh, let's go somewhere. I've got this white linen suit. Well, I mean, I can not imagine anybody in a white linen suit going out on a first date. That seems like a red flag to begin with. But imagine standing the whole time because you don't want the creases, Carlin. I think that yeah, that's, that, uh, yeah, that that's would not, not work. my cup of tea. No, that, I, that would not work. That absolutely would not work. Carlin, no. I'm, I'm with you on the white shirt because I, I am a messy eater. By mm-hmm. the way, a very messy eater. When I was a kid, I was cutting a piece of prime rib at this really fancy restaurant in Garden City, New York. And the prime, you'll appreciate this, the prime rib flew off of the f- plate, flew across the restaurant and landed on a woman's shoulder. 
and she had no idea it was there for five minutes. Wait a second. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Like, where? How far away was the woman? Uh, I mean, this is probably a good like two or three tables away. Were you in a comedy with Will Ferrell? Is that? <laughs> I mean, my whole life sometimes feels like that. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh... Frankly, I don't believe it. I don't think that happened. I, I, you know, I, I, call. I wish my dad was listening right now because he can call in and verify. We, that has been a running joke in our family for 30 years. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your word on it then. I don't think we need dad to call in. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know what else is a running joke? The fact that the New England Patriots uh, have not made the postseason in the last uh, two of the last three seasons. We, Mike and I have been doing our hot coaches on the hot seat. It's been part of the ESPN radio rank them all day, Chris. And... It's not somebody that Mike had on his list. I'm doing mine in a little bit. He's, I'll get spoiler. He was not on mine. But we had a caller call in and said that this was an idea he thought was maybe a little far-fetched. But I actually don't think it's too far-fetched to think that Bill Belichick, in spite of winning all the championships in New England and all the years of success that he had, that recent history could lead him to have more pressure on him from Robert Kraft and internally in that organization to win that it actually is fair to say he's on the hot seat. Do you agree? I do. I had him on my list at number two today, and I I think we really need to pay attention to what Robert Kraft is saying. You know, he has been saying all along that this is about winning, that we have never been about players who have gone after individual awards before so yeah it'd be great to see him break the record of don shula but make that be you know part of the overall grand scheme of we're winning a lot of games because that's what we're supposed to be about and i i just think you look at since brady has been gone because belichick didn't necessarily want him there anymore and certainly Kraft did they're 25 and 25 with one playoff game in which they got blown out. So I, I don't know where, uh, given what the history of the Patriots has been for the last 25 years, where that, that ties into uh, where Kraft want the, wants this to go. Is it an out-and-out firing? No, I, don't, I don't know that per se, but I do think he's on the hot seat, Courtney, because at some point it's pretty clear that Kraft, who is getting on an age, wants another one. And he mentioned that the other day, too. So I, I, I think that the relationship there, just reading the tea leaves from the outside, doesn't feel like it's at a place where it once was. Uh, Carlin, I don't necessarily disagree with you there. This Chris, we're with Chris Carlin here, here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, alongside Courtney Cronin and Michael Rothstein. But, but my thing is this. I can't see Kraft firing him. I, I feel like he might say, listen, maybe don't be GM anymore. Just focus on the field. Like, maybe do one job instead of two. I just can't see them ending that relationship like that. It just doesn't feel... I mean, it would be very apropos considering the the Patriot way, but I just can't see it going down like that. All right, well, let me ask you this then. All right. What happens if the Patriots start 0-4, which is very possible when you look at who they're playing? You know, they they open up their season. They've got, uh, in the first four games, in no particular order, they've got the Dolphins, they've got the Cowboys in there, they've got the Jets in there, and I'm forgetting the fourth team right now. Uh, But the Eagles is who they actually open the season with. Are you going to tell me they can't start the season 0-4? And if they do, that's going to start to get very, very tricky because you know it's going to come up. You know it's going to be a story. 
and and you know Belichick's going to get asked about it an awful lot. Without question. Uh, the counter to that would be, I, I could see where it's a conversation about retirement after the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't. I just can't. They're see. not going to fire yeah, him. I, I just can't see. Don't no, get no, me no. Wrong. I'm talking about. I'm talking about at the end of a season. I can't see that Bill Belichick getting fired. I can I, see him. I get that. quitting. I, I, I get that. I think it's a it's a force out though of some yeah. sort. Whether he's whatever it is, it's him not coaching the team, and I don't think that ultimately that would be his choice. I don't know that it, it's a straight out firing, but it's move to the front office. It's do something else. It's not be here coaching the team anymore at 72 years old when you told me that this is where we're going to be and we're not there. And Mac Jones is not the guy. And frankly, I, you know, he, I, I think if you gave him some truth serum, you'd find out that he probably feels like he misspoke a little bit. But remember at the owners' meetings a few months ago, what would give you uh, – what would give Patriots fans faith as to, you know, what this season might hold? And he looked up and said, the last 25 years? It was kind of arrogant in the moment, and I get why he would say it, but last few years, not so much. Hey, Carla, without question. And you know, want to know what? If we get to this point, that is going to be radio for days and months for you and Kenny, my man. <laughs> it's no. going to be for so long. It'll be all, all that any of us talk about, man. We appreciate some time. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. That, of course, Chris Carlin, host of this very show, Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, alongside Courtney Cronin. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're filling in for Candy and Carlin today. And uh, Courtney, we were talking about obviously a little bit with Carlin. Is is this a situation? Can you see an out and out firing, or do you think that like what Carlin and I were just talking about, it it can be a force out or a retirement or a hey, you're just going to do one job type of thing? You can't fire a legend like that. Even if you're Robert Kraft, and we know, having read Seth Wickersham's book and when Tom Brady was there, the triangle of power between Brady, Belichick, and Kraft, there were there was a lot of secrets there. There was a lot of backstabbing. There was a lot of unhappy people in the in that building. And, of course, I think that Robert Kraft is not happy with the way that things went down with Tom Brady, more or less being told, your time is up here by Bill Belichick and him going to win a Super Bowl immediately with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think Kraft would fire him, but I think Kraft is going to look at his franchise and say, Bill Belichick as general manager and head coach is a hindrance to us winning in 2023, 2024, if things don't go according to plan. Carlin brought up their schedule. That is about as brutal of a stretch as you can get the first four or five games of the season. And... If you're Bill Belichick and things don't go the way that you want them to, let's say the roster doesn't change all that much if they don't get DeAndre Hopkins, or even if they do and it doesn't lead to monumental success right away, he's definitely going to be feeling it. It's going to show because at this time of his career, 72 years old, how much longer do you want to keep doing this? How much longer do you think, realistically, you can be scheming up to outsmart 31 other coaches in the NFL? So... I don't think that Robert Kraft would necessarily try to get the last laugh here and say, Bill Belichick, you're done. But I do think there would have to be a come-to-Jesus moment of, you're doing too much. We need to have you go into one role or the other. And I think that role would be taking him off of the playing field 
going successor, whatever it is, is another head coach and then moving Bill Belichick. If he wants to stay into a into a you know a role where he's overseeing the roster in the front office. I, see, I think it would be the opposite, Courtney. I, I really do. I think that they would keep Bill Belichick on the field because at the end of the day, what he does best is coach defense and find ways to motivate players. And I, I, I think you'd bring in one of... Also, there's also this part of it, is that he's had more success creating future general managers in this league than he's had future head coaches. So, really if, you want to, he, so if you want to keep the same structure... You can go and bring in somebody who can ba- who can basically become the general manager, and you can start planning for the future in terms of whether it's Gerard Mayo becoming the head coach or, or someone like that, and let Belichick hang on for a couple more years as a coach, and have somebody like a John Robinson or a Bob Quinn, if you want to stay within that tree, or somebody in that organization now, even a Scott Pioli, become the general manager. That to me makes a lot more sense. We're talking about the schedule too, Courtney. Everybody's talking about the front end, including Carlin. Here's the back end of that schedule where they might have to fight to get a playoff berth. Kansas City, Denver, at Denver, and it's always harder to play at Denver. At Buffalo, home against the Jets. And that game against the Jets, if the Jets, if Aaron Rodgers does what we think he will do and there's a lot of talent around that team, man, that's a rough end of the schedule too if you're in a position where you have to try and make the playoffs. We'll go out to the phone lines here real quick. Dennis in Charleston, South Carolina, has some thoughts here on the Bill Belichick-Robert Kraft dynamic. Dennis, what do you got, my man? Hey, I was just wondering, didn't uh, Tom Landry fall on the wrong side of Jerry Jones when when he was kind of let go? Hey, so, I mean, how, yeah. how would that be any different than... Bill Belichick here, right? If you're not winning, you're not winning. You, you know, you're gone, you know? Dennis, that's a fair point, uh, and I appreciate the call. I think the difference there, and Courtney, let me know if you if you think I'm on point here with this or not. The difference is when Tom Landry was fired, Jerry Jones had just taken over ownership of that team. So there was not the same level of allegiance as it was – to Kraft and Belichick when we're talking about a a modern dynasty that was built in an NFL that doesn't really have dynasties. And you're talking about a 25-year relationship that came with six Super Bowl titles. That's the difference there. I still don't fault Bill Belichick, or I don't fault Jerry Jones for doing that with Tom Landry. It was the wrong delivery, but the right time. Despite winning three Super Bowls, he helped turn the franchise into a $5 billion investment for Jerry Jones. Robert Kraft has been through this ride with Bill Belichick for a very, very long time. You couldn't fault him as the owner of this team. If he wants, I mean, Robert Kraft is 80 years old. Like, he's not going to be around forever to win championships, so he may be seeing the writing on the wall that he wants to make a change. And, And you brought up Gerard Mayo's name. Like, he is... It was supposed to be Josh McDaniels, but it sounds like Gerard Mayo is the Belichick in waiting, the heir to Belichick's seat as the head coach, and I think that would be a tremendous choice for the Patriots. He has interviewed for head coaching opportunities over the last two off seasons. If he doesn't get the job with the Patriots, he will get it somewhere else, and you don't want to do it too late. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to do it to a point where it's like, man, this train has gone so far off the tracks. you got to make the change where it's – 
it's almost embarrassing for the person getting like moved out of that role. Like you want to do it before you get to the point of no return. And if this season is seven and ten, eight and nine, I mean it's it's not their fault they're in the AFC East and the AFC East got Aaron Rodgers and you know everybody's defense has gotten better. Even the Patriots have gotten better in that division. It's tough. And when you have a young quarterback like Mac Jones in year three trying to figure it out, the pressure to get that right leads you down the path of you can't get it wrong because somebody might be out of a job or somebody might be told, hey, this isn't working out, but we want to do right by you and not put you in a situation where you feel emasculated if you feel that you know this power was stripped of you to be the head coach after being here for so long. With Bill Belichick, you'd have to go about it in – the right way that shows respect. I mean, the guy won multiple Super Bowl championships. You owe him that. It's not that he, you know, I know there's been some arrogance, and Carlin brought that up with when when Mike Reese, our colleague at ESPN's NFL Nation, asked him in Arizona what gives you confidence that this team, you know, can bounce back after a rough couple years, and he said the last 25 years. You can't hang your hat on the past anymore, Bill Belichick, and I think even Robert Kraft kind of copped to that too. So, Hot seat, I think it's absolutely fair to put him there. How he will end his time in New England remains to be seen because it's all going to depend on what happens in 2023 and if it's really bad or if it's just, hey, they tried, but it's too competitive of a division. We're, we're talking about this. We're talking about whether what might happen with Bill Belichick here in the future here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And the one thing that stands out to me, Courtney, is this. A year ago... When both of us were on ESPN Radio, I don't know if it was when we were together or not on this on the, this very airwaves, we were having a very similar conversation about Pete Carroll. A very similar conversation about Pete Carroll. Was Pete Carroll going to get fired? Because there's always been some questions about him and John Schneider, too. Like, was there, was he maybe going to get fired after they went 7 and 10 in 2021 and they didn't really have a good quarterback situation at that point? These situations feel very analogous. Well, what happened there last year? Seattle goes 9-8. and eight, They make the playoffs. Pete Carroll's around for a little bit longer. And, and I don't know if they would have fired Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll has been much less accomplished in Seattle than what Bill Belichick has done in New England. Of course, those two guys, the two oldest head coaches in the NFL, and will be linked for so many reasons going back to New England and the Jets because it all... Courtney comes back to New England and the Jets so often when we're talking about the NFL, including with this. Could the Patriots make a play for this running back to really bolster their offense? That's next. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. So I'm actually doing the show today for Bristol, Connecticut. It's a rare occurrence that one of us fill-in hosts ends up sitting in in the chair in Bristol, especially myself or Courtney Cronin. We are both filling in for Canty and Carlin today on here on ESPN Radio, which is presented by Progressive Insurance. But... Because the people, the board, our board ops, our producer Shannon Penn and Eric Hanneman today do such a great job, Courtney. And I believe you're the one who started this among fill-in hosts. We, I brought them bagels and I brought them cookies. And the cookies I brought are from Atlanta. And they're the best cookies I've ever had. They're a, a hot cookie. Unfortunately, however, two things. One, I learned today on Instagram that they are now closed for the foreseeable future because their air conditioning broke, which in Atlanta is uh, disastrous because it is like 98 degrees without humidity. But secondly, Eric just had one of those cookies. And I, I want to know, Eric, like, so am I off base with the cookie? Uh, <laughs> Eric is now laughing no, very heavily. This is something Shannon said, but um, no, I, I, look, I'm a loyalist, so uh, I can't say that they are better than the Christine Lisi treats. Fair, but that was a very, very good first bite, and um, I, I'm I'm not gonna say it's the best cookie I've ever it, had. It's Kevin good. Winter right now. Excuse me, why I got cookie in my mouth? Kevin Winter is <laughs> walking in the hall right now, eating some. <laughs> And he's doing a little taste test now. I, I, I will not lie, Michael Rothstein. They're good? These are some good cookies. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. There is uh, Oreo in it. Yes. It's kind of cheating. But but it's, it's not. Oreo is the topping it's on the red up. velvet white chocolate of the cookie. I feel like I like the Oreo cookie, the best part of it, though. I, that's fair. I, I get it. I mean, listen, she, uh, the, the woman who owns a hot cookie in, in Atlanta is... She is a genius when it comes to cookies, Courtney. It's called a hot cookie. Spelt H A U T E. Yes. Oh, like hot? is that French? Yeah, no. I'm just pronouncing it wrong. Like, okay. So I mean, and, and and for those who don't know, Mike Michael's got incredible dietary restrictions here, like gluten free, this, that, and the other thing. So to find a place, like if you need. Any sort of recommendations in any city about where to go, follow this man on Instagram because he's got you covered on all the gluten-free options, whether it's pizza, whether it's pasta. Some of the some of the things you post on there, dude, I'm like, I don't know if that's actually gluten-free or if he's about to eat this and, and be in the hospital. But, like, it's remarkable. You're fine because, like, you know, you follow people for, like, you know, influencers. I've got them all over Chicago, best uh, you know, happy hour spots, best, you know, restaurants, all this stuff. And then to find like 
someone like you who can moonlight more or less as an influencer for gluten-free items. That is very impressive. You've cornered the market. I just don't think I'm you know it to. yet. I'm trying. I don't think you know it I'm yet. I think you can here. monetize this. I, listen, uh, we, we share an agent, Tyler Glass, who I, who I care about very much. We have talked about that because I would very much like to corner the gluten-free food, especially the gluten-free like desserts and pastries because I have a dessert and pastry problem. Market. But th- this place... Uh, uh, Courtney, I feel bad that you were in Chicago today instead of sitting next to me in Bristol because I brought gluten full cookies, so I can't have any of the cookies there. But she makes gluten free cookies and gluten free ice cream sandwiches. Uh, it is. Uh, Ooh, I would love an ice cream sandwich that, right now, Eric. That was not going to travel well from Atlanta. <laughs> Did you point. want me to like Good make point. a mess here on the Delta you don't flight have, I took um, last night? What is it? Uh, dry ice? You didn't have any dry ice you could have brought on on the flight? Doesn't You're, work like that. Dry ice doesn't keep things like fully frozen. It's more just like it's preserving them. You would get mush if he would have brought that with him on the airplane. It, it would have it would have ended so so poorly for me. Like so many decisions I make in my life, Eric. Come on, we we've established it. You think that would have gone the theme well of the for day, me? To be honest, for me, you think that would have gone well? But you want to know who wants things to go well right now? It's Dalvin Cook, because Dalvin Cook is sitting there in free agency, Courtney. He's saying, okay, what, what am I going to do here? He got released from Minnesota. You covered him in Minnesota. Do you think, we were talking about the Patriots last segment, do you think New England could make a real play for Dalvin Cook? You know the man. Do you think that that would make sense? We know that the Dolphins extended an offer. We know that Dalvin Cook did not agree to it yet. His market, at least in his mind, he's not just going to take a pay cut to take a pay cut to sign somewhere. He's going to try to drive up interest on himself with whether it's the Patriots, whether it's the Jets, we heard the Broncos entering the mix there, and of course the Miami Dolphins. He wants to make more than what a lot of running backs got this past year, which you know David Montgomery set the bar in free agency with that three year, eighteen million dollar deal he signed with Detroit. Dalvin Cook's gonna look at that and say, I'm better than David Montgomery. I want at least eight or nine million dollars where we are now in an age I mean, we've been in this era, but it's really hitting home when you've got Dalvin Cook, one of the better running backs still on the market, still sitting out waiting for a team to come call in to pay him what he feels like he deserves. You've got Saquon Barkley, who was franchised by the New York Giants and now finds himself in a situation, you know, 11 days away from the the deadline that he and the Giants have to work out the long-term deal, wondering... Am I just going to have to play on the tag this year and bet on myself, or are we going to come to some sort of agreement? Running backs are not valued in the NFL. That's no secret. That's not groundbreaking news. But when you're someone like Dalvin Cook, who's finally healthy, he had shoulder surgery this offseason. He played 17 games last year. First time he's played a fully healthy season since he was drafted in 2017. You want to wait this out. You want to get teams to feel desperate for your services so they're willing to pay you more than what you could command right now. That There's a reason that we're seeing him sitting out there. Reason we're seeing DeAndre Hopkins sitting out there when we talk about the New England Patriots. It's leverage. You want to wait till you get as close to kind of that, that target date, whether it's training camp, whether it's the regular season. You want to get as close to that as you can. Because if you remain unsigned and teams start getting desperate, the price goes up. And that's probably his only path to making what he feels like he deserves. But and when it comes to the Patriots, I still think it ends up being the Miami Dolphins for Dalvin Cook. It makes too much sense. It's where he's from. And they need him. They had 25th rushing offense in the NFL last year. You bring in Dalvin Cook that can stabilize a core that's kind of just been so-so under Mike McDaniel. I think you're in a good spot. 
That would make a lot of sense. Actually, I think anywhere in the AFC East could make a lot of sense. And here's why, Courtney. The Jets have Brees Hall, but Brees Hall's coming off of an ACL, right? So they do have Aaron Rodgers. You want to keep Aaron Rodgers as fresh as possible. And we've seen that Aaron Rodgers is often at his best when he has a high-level running back at all times, or sometimes two when they had Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So that could be a landing spot. And also, if you are Dalvin Cook, that might take some mileage off of you to extend your career another couple of years. The Patriots would probably love to keep him away from Miami and the Jets. And they have Ramondre Stevenson. Similar situation. We've seen how New England uses their running backs in the past, whether it's been Stevenson, James White, uh, Rex Burkhead, on and on and on. But there's one other team. And I don't think they do it. Maybe it's just a pipe dream thing for me, Courtney. I would love to see him go to Buffalo. Do I think they can afford it? No. But you want to know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see him play with his brother in Buffalo. And I think that, if you're Dalvin Cook, that might be a real intriguing option for you because that's family. And we know that family is very important to Dalvin Cook. It is, but I don't think that Buffalo would end up doing that. No, probably not. You know, for him, going back to Miami, it's where he grew up. He went to Florida State. The ties to that area... There's a reason that they were the first team that was rumored to be seeking his services the second that he got released by the Vikings, and even before that. So he's at a point of his career where, of course, like, you know, all the things you said, family, the ties, all of that makes sense, but he's looking at his last contract, probably. His last sizable contract. Last big one, yeah. And he's got to find a place that's going to pay him what he feels like is not going to be that steep of a drop-off from what he was going to make in Minnesota this year. What we do know is when he signed that deal in 2020, it looked big at the time. And they paid a pretty penny for him, 2020, 21, and 22. That contract had built-in outs, though, because they knew they'd get to a position. This is what a lot of teams do. They see the running back market, where it's valued among the league, and also how you can replace those positions more cheaply in the in free agency and via the draft. That's the route that most teams are going. And it's unfortunate because it feels like they're the odd guys out. And that's the position that, you know, continues to get shortchanged. But that's the reality of the NFL and the running back position in 2023. Without question. But you see a team like Atlanta draft B. John Robinson, who's more of a running back receiver. You see the Lions draft Jamar Gibbs. So I think what's going to happen is we're going to see maybe they get more valued early in the draft because people are realizing, hey, five years is good shelf life. And if you get a good running back for five years, that's a good first round pick, even though it might not seem like it. Because if you go and look at the history of first round picks, how many actually sign second contracts with their team? It's not always necessarily super high. One other thing, by the way, we were talking about cookies at the start of the segment. So we'll wrap it up in a nice, nice little bow. Cheyenne White, who owns a hot cookie, she was a real housewife of Atlanta. Did you know that? I did not. What season? Uh, I believe one of the first seasons of Real Housewives of Atlanta. I will check that in the break, and I will uh, I will get back to you, and we will get back to you all on that after the break. Because coming up, we're talking about this former Eagles safety who's blaming the turf, yep, the turf, for why his team lost in the Super Bowl. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Carlin, the podcast. <laughs> well done, Eric. Uh, that was, you know, Courtney. I don't know if you're like like me with this. I'm always curious what music is going to come out of of the Bristol studios here. And that one, that's the first one that took me completely by surprise. So good job, Eric Hadman. Like I, I, I had to pause for a second. That's why I let it play out a little bit. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series 6M, Channel 80. Kenny and Carlin is always presented by Progressive Insurance alongside Courtney Cronin. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're in for the guys today. Do you, how do you, how do you feel about people who blame turf? I think if they have a point, like what happened in the Super Bowl this past February, where you saw players slipping and sliding in the NFL, putting out their statement saying, well, it's their fault they didn't wear the right cleats. I think that's a cop-out. I think that players did have a legitimate gripe with the league because of all the stuff that was made about this Tahoma 31 grass strain, and they grew it for two years, and then you get to Arizona, and that's the result. Of course, the paint that was on the field, the NFL, newsflash people, paints the field before the Super Bowl. They want it to be the greenest green of greens, (laughs) so it shows up well on TV, yet Sometimes I think we forget that player safety often comes into the balance here, and that doesn't exactly you know jive well with keeping players upright. But I don't know. I mean, I, I cover games at Soldier Field. Turf is not exactly you know in mint condition. No, no, it is most not. of the time. So I I understand when players get frustrated because when it becomes a legitimate safety concern, then that's a real issue. No, without question. We're talking about this because former Philadelphia Eagles safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who signed with the Lions in the offseason, he complained. He's the most recent player to kind of complain about turf. He tweeted that the Eagles' defense would have been a little bit better against the Chiefs' offensive line in the Super Bowl on, quote, on legit grass. His full tweet, quote, run that ball back on legit grass. The D-line smash, in all caps. That O-line, I'm sorry, end quote, the one thing I will say about this is he is mentioning it specifically at State Farm Stadium in Arizona, which used to be the Bob. It's had a lot of names. It's a spaceship, basically. He is not wrong because when I covered the Detroit Lions, they played there a lot. For some reason, the Lions and the Cardinals just ended up on the schedule every year. And I can tell you, I have watched guys' careers get shortened because of the field in Arizona because they have gotten hurt. Ziggy Ansa, who was a fantastic player, injury-prone player, but a fantastic player, Courtney. You covered him because you covered the NFC North for a long time while he was there, too. He got hurt on that field, and it was entirely because of that. I remember talking to guys who were like, man, we had to change our spikes at halftime because the field was just in such poor condition. I don't know how the NFL continually allows that to happen in Arizona, Courtney. I don't either, and that's a stadium where it's grass. Like That's not turf. That's legitimate grass, and it's cool because... 
oftentimes when I've been there after games, you stay late enough, you get to see the grass get raised up and then literally wheeled out of the stadium, and then it goes out into a field in you know adjacent to the stadium where it gets sunlight and all of that. For some reason, that place has had more issues than others. And of course, you know you can look at a lot of the soft tissue injuries that have happened across the NFL, and look at turf. You can look at some of the ACLs and other ligament, you know, knee issues that players have sustained. I. I know that the turf battle has been something we've talked about a lot. I get what CJ Gardner Johnson saying here that he didn't feel, you know, players, it's hard when you're playing along the offensive line or the defensive line, like you're slipping and sliding. It's not going to be a great game. I am surprised that this came out on Monday, which was July 3rd. I don't exactly know why he was bringing this up now, but bringing it up, it's not revealing a safety concern here. It's more just that, like, another team got the edge, or at least I guess he's giving Kansas City the edge here because they handled the slipping and sliding of the conditions better than, than the Eagles did. I I do think, though, that these turf issues that we've seen NFL teams have, and when it happens in the Super Bowl and it's so magnified and then the NFL takes no culpability for it whatsoever, it's frustrating because it shows you nothing's going to change. No, and it probably unfortunately won't, but... There are two, to me, three stadiums in the NFL that consistently have issues like this. The one you, the one you're in all the time, Soldier Field in Chicago, because that that's hard as rocks. Like I've talked to guys that are just like, man, it's it's brutal playing there. Carolina has issues with the field consistently, and Arizona has issues with the field consistently. If you remember, the NFLPA has brought this up in terms of consistency with field and wanting to play all on grass. They don't necessarily want to play on turf. This is, I think, where you run into problems with, with grass. If they were smart, especially in Arizona, and I don't know if they've done this. So if they have, I apologize. Go learn what they do at Wembley in the UK because they, they do a lot of the stuff the same way. They keep people off. There has to be a better way. And to me, I feel like they have to figure out something to do there. Coming up, should the Angels consider trading Shohei Otani? We'll get into that next. Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Candy and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Candy and Carlin, the podcast.